We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Speaking of spending money, Congress passed a whopping $1.7 trillion omnibus bill last year. And as part of that tucked away, a little secret surprise for employers which were two separate, really, new laws that normally would be like a law that they would negotiate and vote on, but this was just kind of shoved in there. The Pregnant Workers Fairness Act and the Breastfeeding Accommodations in the Workplace. So we have invited the preeminent expert on all of these things, Jeff Nowak, who is a shareholder of Littler, and he also writes the FMLAinsights.com blog. Good morning, Jeff. Hi, Karen. Great to be with you. Thank you for joining us. So let's start with the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. What We have a lot of listeners who are employers, but we also have a lot of listeners, of course, who are women who might be interested in what their rights are going to be. Talk about what is new in this. I mean, can we only describe it as a new law? I mean, it's an amendment to the Civil Rights Act, correct? Yeah, essentially so, Karen. And you're right, you know, as Congress often passes these spending bills and included in these spending bills are a couple, are always a couple of surprises. And, and this is what we got at the very end of 2022. One of those measures, uh, it is effectively a statute, um, it, it called the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, as you point out. It's modeled after the Americans with Disabilities Act. So what the what this new law does is it expands the protections for pregnant employees and applicants by requiring employers that have 15 or more employees to make reasonable accommodations to the employees or the applicants' limitations because of pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions arising out of pregnancy. So. Uh, employers with 15 or more uh, employees have an obligation now to provide reasonable accommodations to pregnant employees because of the limitations, um, the difficulties they may have in performing their job because of pregnancy or childbirth or related conditions, preeclampsia, for example. So what what's an employer obligated to do? They're obligated to engage in a discussion with their employee to determine whether a reasonable accommodation is necessary. What, what's a reasonable accommodation? It's a change to the way that a job is done. Um, it allows the employee that change. It allows the employee to perform the functions of their job. It may take the form of a flexible work schedule. Uh, additional breaks, a change in job tasks. It may involve um, uh, providing equipment to them to help them perform their job. It could involve um, uh, reserve parking for them at the workplace. It also could involve a reassignment to a vacant position. Um, one thing to keep in mind, and, and, and the, the bill, the, the 
statute points out is that an employer can't require it can't force an employee on a leave of absence during pregnancy when another accommodation would be available to the employee. Now, typically, you don't have to take away an essential job function. So if my job is to lift 50 pounds, and because of my pregnancy, I can no longer lift 50 pounds, would a temporary accommodation of saying, well, for the next six months, you don't have to perform that essential job function? Because in the past, the employer, rightly or wrongly, would say, well, now you have to go take leave. You can't do your job. You have to now start using your FMLA. And no woman wants to do that before she has the baby because she wants her full FMLA when she takes has the baby. She doesn't want to use up that time. So could the employer be required to remove an essential job function like lifting in order to accommodate a pregnant worker? In short, no. Think of the uh, Pregnant Workers Fairness Act um, similar to the ADA. The ADA doesn't require an employer to uh, forgive or, or not require an employee to perform essential job functions. Employers can require the employee at all times to perform the essential functions of the job. This new law is is similar in that we don't, as employers, we don't have to um, now uh, cross off essential job functions off the list. We can still require employees to perform all essential job functions, but this law now requires employers to provide accommodations to the employee to help them perform those essential job functions. And Virginia employers have even more complication because our state legislature also passed a reasonable accommodation law for pregnant workers that's similar but not exactly to this law. So it's just for employers, you know, it is it is a lot to consider. So the so the second part of this interesting new addition to the bill was the breastfeeding accommodations in the workplace. And remember with Obamacare, there was a requirement to provide breastfeeding or breaks in the workplace. So how is this different and what does this new law require? Yeah, this isn't a significant change, Karen, but it's it's notable and employers should be aware of it. Um, Part of that spending bill uh, also was another law that expands workplace protections for lactating employees. It's called the Pump Act, um, literally, the Pump Act. It requires employers to provide um, employees who are nursing uh, mothers with reasonable time and private space to express breast milk. The, The law expands on the Fair Labor Standards Act existing accommodation provisions, as you've noted, which required employers to provide uh, time and space to non-exempt lactating employees, uh, giving them reasonable break time, a private location other than a bathroom to express breast milk for one year following childbirth. And so what's notable about this new law is that it expands this right, this right to express breast milk, both time and space, um, it it uh, expands this right to all employees. So not only are non-exempt employees covered, but now exempt employees are covered. So it effectively now covers all the employees in your workplace. Um, one caveat, employers, small employers, employers with fewer than 50 employees may be exempt from these requirements if they can show 
that compliance with the law, both providing the time and providing the space, would impose an undue hardship on their operations. We're talking to Jeff Nowak, who is a shareholder of Littler. I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed. So when does when do both of these laws take effect? They take effect. Um, well, let's see. In, in terms of the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, it's effective in June, late June of 2023. The Pump Act was effective immediately upon signature. So this has actually come up. Do you have to, are you required to allow an employee to have their baby come in to breastfeed the child or is it just to pump? Because this has actually come up, whether you can have the person, you know, bring the baby to the workplace three times, you know, during the eight hour shift to to nurse the baby. It, it just requires time and the space to express breast milk. So finally, you are an FMLA expert. In our few minutes that we have left, you do write the FMLAinsights.com blog, which I highly commend to any employer out there who has any confusion, an HR person, about FMLA. One of the things I'm seeing so much of is is what I would describe as leave abuse. People say, well, I have a migraine, and therefore I get FMLA, and now I'm calling out every Friday, Monday, or whenever I don't feel like coming to work. And you're like, is that really, does that person really have that? So give some advice to employers who might have an employee like that. Because I mean, under the FMLA, you could arguably, you know, be out of work every Friday for the next, you know, 52 weeks and still not run out of FMLA. It's maddening for employers, Karen. It's, it is one of the most difficult parts of the job is administering uh, FMLA leave for employees, uh, largely because a small percentage of every employee population misuse FMLA. Um, so how do you combat that? Well, a couple of, of quick points. One is engage the employee in a conversation about expectations. Let them know of your obligations in terms of call-in requirements, in terms of the appropriate use of FMLA, where you have suspicious use of FMLA, um, engage them in a conversation about why they needed leave and how that is consistent with their need for leave. Uh, It may even go further to inquire with their physician on these occasions when um, when you find a suspicious use of FMLA leave to inquire with their physician, uh, to understand why is the use on this particular occasion, why is that consistent with their medical condition and their need for leave. When those days off come in conjunction with um, a regular day off or if an employee has requested leave uh, vacation day and that vacation day has been denied, and then they call in FMLA on that very day. Um, Those are things that you can follow up on, not only with the employee, but with their physician. Does it it always um, catch the employee? Uh, No, and and often enough, the the physician will will rubber stamp um, the, the need for leave, but it shows the employee that you're on to them, you know, that, that you're not simply going to roll over and allow them to take leave when they're using it in a suspicious manner that may suggest that they're using it fraudulently. Jeff Nowak, shareholder of Littler, great advice. I commend the fmlainsight.com blog to anyone out there who's interested in this topic. Thank you so much for your advice this morning. 
Great. Thanks, Karen. Great to be with you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.